Hey everyone, Charles here. And first of all, thank you for stopping by my podcast. If this show inspires you, makes you think, or gives you that courage to jump into action, please help by donating to this show. Click the link in the description and donate. Your donation helps us with production and finding great guests moving forward. Thank you and enjoy. Amazon is offering sign-on bonuses up to $1,000. Plus, get up to $20 an hour for select roles. The best part? We're hiring near you. So start now to take home something greater. New, higher wages with a sign-on bonus. A range of real benefits and career growth opportunities in a top-rated workplace. So earn more and see how great pay and sign-on bonuses can lead to a greater life for you. Go to Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hey everybody, how you doing? And welcome to Jump. It's my first podcast show and I'm so excited. And also today is my birthday. So thank you so much for listening and joining in. But before we move on, I want to do a dedication. This first show is dedicated to my grandmother, Nana. She always taught me to go for it. And she always taught me to jump. So ladies and gentlemen, my first guest on the show is Alex Michael Glitton. And the reason I chose Alex, I called him up and told him I had a podcast show. And he said, listen, I'm there for you. So our interviews is all about relationships, keeping good, strong relationships, because it always helps you to move on and do great things. Now, this gentleman has done great things in the last two years. So I hope that this show enlightens you and helps you to start our journey and jump Hey, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Jump. Yes, it's the show that helps you get to the next level and jump into the future. What are you waiting for? All you need to do is just take that chance and jump. And I got a special guest, man. We've been talking for a while. And listen, I'm not going to hold it down. I'm going to let him introduce himself. My special guest, are you there? I am here. I am here. What a pleasure to be with you again, Charles. All right. Tell everybody who you are. Hey, I'm Alexander Michael Gittens. I am from Toronto. I'm a business strategist, but I'm also an author and a speaker. And the thing I care about the most, the reason why Charles and I connect so well, is is because I care about the purpose and process of greatness. Why be great? And if you are going to be great, how you get there. So that's me, and I'm so happy to be here. All right, listen, before we go on any further... Yes. I jumped onto your Instagram. Okay. Okay. All right. I know. I know this is kind of going off topic, but <laughs> yo, look at you styling in the tuxedo coming. Hey man. What kind of car is that? It's got it's got the gall wings coming up. Oh come you, on, man! You, you stepping out like the black James Bond. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I accept everything you're saying, and I and I believe in that, and I feel like you completely understand who I am and where I'm going in life. So. <laughs> oh my God! Listen, please. Please go to his Instagram, all right, yes. and and just look. It's the first picture right now. I'm looking at it. You know, <laughs> you're looking good. The wings come I, I up. Appreciate you got that. the music behind that. it. But here's the thing, though. Before you could get to this level where you can okay. step step out on a red carpet in in, in in a brand new, I don't even know what this is. The car is unbelievable in the flyest yes. black tuxedo I've seen in a long time. <laughs> How'd you get yes. to this? How did you get to this level? First of all, Charles, thank you so much. You, you, you set me up for greatness here, my friend. But I've got to give a shout out because that tuxedo was made from my new collection, Alexander Michael Gittin's custom collection by Thomas Henry Made. 
So I'm so blessed to have an incredible partner who has a custom made to measure suiting company who makes sure that I always look correct when I when I step onto red carpets. He's got oh. he's, he's got me looking right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay, there's an inside man. I got gotcha, you. Yeah, gotcha. of course, of course. It takes a village, yes. But no, it's uh it's it's been an absolutely incredible journey. Charles I mean, I would have never imagined that I would end up where I am now. Uh, I say that humbly because every day is a challenge and like everyone, I have my ups and downs. But I'm looking so much forward to this conversation with you because I know that you're going to pull out of me all of those incredible moments that kind of I had to overcome and hopefully inspire our listeners to make similar jumps in their own life. Well, it is because I'm going to think it's been about, what, six seven months when I first interviewed you and yes. you were just starting and yes I was yep. you know from where you were starting out to now it's a hundred and twenty percent I appreciate that I but the thing that. is people only see the mm-hmm. the limelight like I'm looking That's through true. your Instagram I'm looking through your your pictures your LinkedIn your Twitter you know you, you're on the red carpet you got good people you got beautiful women around you okay but it wasn't always like that of course it wasn't and I, and I mean Let's be clear. I made every mistake you can possibly make on the way up. I'm 40 years old in two months, Charles. I'm long (laughs) in the tooth. I've I've made more mistakes than in my 40 years than most people make in 10 different lifetimes. But I learned that there's two things that I do not sacrifice. And it's a great way to start our conversation. Number one is relationships. Oh my goodness, Charles. The reason you and I are having this right now is because we connected as men. We connected as men who want to help make our communities better. We connected as men who are imperfect, but they're not going to let their imperfection get in the way of the impact they make. So even being on Jump today, it's not as if I got here because I have flashy content or because I'm well-spoken or or, or because I have straight teeth, which is a recent thing due to my Invisalign. Shout out to Invisalign. (laughs) (laughs) The reason I'm here is because of relationships. It's relationships. It's great relationships. It's understanding that you don't need everyone to like you. But respecting other people, that's a choice. You can choose to respect people. And then you have to trust that magnet and filter that if you do respect people and you put your all out there, then the right people are going to be attracted towards you. And people maybe that are not a great fit or uh, maybe would uh, sort of take your energy or your time, they're not bad. They're not wrong. It's just we let them be filtered and we respect them, but we don't put our time and energy there. So that's how I got here is understanding the opportunity and the blessing of great relationships. So that's the one thing I got right. I failed in so many ways, but I really treated people uh, around me uh, very well. And I always love it when people uh, join my team or be a part of what we're doing. It's a blessing. So that's number one. Is that a good first one? Yes. Good start. But then here's the thing, though. Okay. Every time we grow, Uh all right? You, I've done it many times. You've met that one person that you thought was a great relationship. Oh my goodness! Yes, and it, it's something, and you learn from that oh, mistake. Tell us man. that one. You don't have to give us oh, names. My you know goodness, what I mean? Don't Charles. don't drop the, don't drop the name drop. But like names, we're talking. <laughs> I have two college football teams. Oh of, my of, lord! Of people. And here's what happens, right? When you're like me, Charles. When you're yeah. like you, Charles, and you really value relationships, you start everyone off at a hundred. Yes. You don't start people off with a suspicious attitude. You're saying, you've got great energy, you seem positive, I'm in 100%. 
But then what happens inevitably is you get to know people a little bit better and maybe you learn things about them or, or like me, you learn things about yourself where you realize that this is not the best fit. Even harder than that is when you think it's a great fit and the other person is not matching your energy or they decide that they don't want to be in your life. Charles, that, that has been the biggest disappointments of my life. I'm talking friendships, brotherhood, uh, romantic relationships, where I wanted things to work out. I thought it was a great fit. But I had to be honest with myself that I'm, I'm caring more than I should be, or I'm clearly not being respected the way that I'm respecting that person, or, and letting go. I mean, Charles, letting go of the hope Letting go of, of, of the desire to want that person to be something they're not. To admit to yourself that it's okay to care about this person, but it not be a great... Of all of the things I've gone through in life, those are the ones that hurt me the most. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stop. Are you ready to maximize the impact of your podcast interviews and elevate your brand like never before? Stop wasting time on interviews that don't reach their full potential. With our cutting-edge AI technology, you can transform your content into captivating marketing materials in just seconds. Don't wait for hosts to promote your work. Take control of your brand's narrative today. Click the link below and unlock the full potential of your interviews. Say hello to Proactive Marketing Mastery and watch your brand soar with Cast Magic. Those are the disappointments that have stayed with me the longest, but I understand somewhere in the back of my mind that people are in your life for a lesson, they're in your life for a reason, they're in your life for a season, or they're in your life for a lifetime. And my goal is to respect that, not to try to force the hand of fate or not to try to create something that's not there, but just to give my all and to hold on tight to great relationships. But when it's time to let go, I can let go loosely as well. So that's a, literally the biggest disappointment, but you cannot advance in life if you hold on to attachments that are suboptimal. You cannot advance in life if you waste your time hoping for people to be things that they're not. And you gotta respect their journey as well. Not everyone's supposed yeah, to be on. a part of it. Yeah. Uh-oh, yes, uh-oh, Charles yes, is gonna jump yes. in with one of his enlightening <laughs> comments that he always hits well, me with, okay. Listen, because here's the thing though. <laughs> I agree with you 110%, but okay, I'm going to give you an example, right? Oh, please, yes. People feel that if I lose this person, I'm going to lose my chance. Some people stay with people Mm. because they know there's opportunity and Mm. they know that this person has the connections. So here's the thing. Do I sacrifice the connection and he can open a door for me? Or do I sacrifice the other side? Very good question. So Charles, oh man, this is a thing you've done to me before my friend and you're doing it again, forcing me to look a little bit deeper into something that I care about a lot. Here's what I would say. It depends what your goal is. If your goal is to reach a certain level in your job or in your career, then maybe it's okay for you to put up with behaviors that you otherwise wouldn't have in order to get there. Let me be clear, if that is your goal, I respect you, do your thing, go with God. In my life, and for me, I have decided that there is absolutely no outcome that I am interested in that bends to the wills or desires or values of somebody else. I have absolutely no interest in sacrificing my values or my passions 
or my talents for any outcome. Any form of greatness, any money, any position that causes me to have to be less or a, a different version of who I am, is not, it doesn't fit my definition of greatness. Trusting that being the most you and purposing your life to add the most impact in legacy, that is greatness. It doesn't matter how much money you have, how much position you have, that will be one of the results of greatness. But that is not my reason for pursuing it in the first place. I want to be the most me and I want to create the biggest impact and for that there's zero sacrifice when it comes to my values. Again, it's the way that I've decided to live and it has worked incredibly well for me because it allows me to walk away from something that looks like an awesome opportunity when I realize that the energy or the outcome or my values are not in place. So, uh, and Charles, you and I have experienced this. I mean, we, we've had a lot of conversation as men off camera. Yes. And th there's been a lot of situations where those values were challenged. Right. And, and I right. hope that as, as a fellow professional in that, you've said, you know what, when I deal with AMG, he doesn't just say it on camera. But if he believes in something, he puts us all behind. He still respects people, but he doesn't bend when it comes to his values. So I hope that's your experience with me as well. Well, it is. And that's why, because sometimes, you know, we've, we've been into situ certain situations and we thought, oh man, this is a great opportunity. Yep. And then we realize it's, it's not quite what we thought. Yep. So we had to take a couple steps back. Absolutely. But then Absolutely. at the end of the day, what did you learn from it? Uh, that's it, Charles. That's it. Because... If you lose the lesson, when I started my PhD work, I thought I was so slick. I, I told my PhD, oh, I thought I was it, right? I'm like, Charles, I'm going to put doctor in front of my name. I'm going to put PhD after my name. I'm going to stunt on people with my alphabet, right? And no, one, and no one can talk to you after that. Right. Can't nobody tell me nothing once I get that, right? That's how I felt, right? But my uh, PhD supervisor, I told her I was interested in entrepreneurial learning. And she said, well, Alexander, what, what definition of learning do you subscribe to? And I was like, oh, boy. Already, it's my first conversation with my PhD supervisor. I have no clue that there's even more definitions of learning than one. But, so I went to the library and I looked some stuff up and I have a definition of learning that I found that I absolutely love. I'm gonna share it with you. Okay. It says, learning is any activity that increases your future spectrum of options. So let's break that down. What it's saying is, if everything in my life, I have one tool. Let's say that tool is a hammer and that hammer is anger. So Charles does something I don't like, I get angry. I take my hammer out and I use it. And then when someone violates my rights, I get angry. I use that hammer again. But if I go through a situation and I learn something, it's like I pick up a different tool. Maybe I pick up a screwdriver. So now I don't have to hammer that screw into the wall. I can use a screwdriver. But learning only takes place if I use that tool in the future. If I just gain that lesson and I leave it in my toolbox and I keep bringing out my anger hammer every time something happens, I went through something, but I didn't learn. So I always try to think about it. Did I pick up another tool, number one, and am I gonna use that tool when I have opportune time in the future? So hopefully that connected there. I, yes, I have, yes. I have I two and a half tools, Charles. <laughs> two and a half tools. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that because at, okay. the, end the, at the end of the day, people always look at the hurt sure. and they don't look at the, the value of the hurt. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yep. people you, people have backstabbed you in business or, oh, or for sure, ran for sure. away with the money or something like that. But yeah, after the, after the week of hurt and anger, yep. do you say, wait, where did I go wrong? What mistake did I That's do to awesome. say, hey, awesome, what sure. part? You're starting with you. What did I do wrong? What can I, you see how 
Charles, you understand it, but I gotta, I gotta tell our listeners what you just did because they might not have seen it there because they're so used to your positivity, they're so used to your levity. What Charles just did, listeners, is he chose to make himself a victor, not a victim. Because if a victim goes through that situation, and being a victim is a choice, they're gonna say, why did this person do this to me? Why did this person treat me this way? And that might be okay at the beginning. But Charles said, what can I do different? What can I learn? See, he's not saying that it's all his fault, but he realizes that this is his problem and he's gonna deal with it as a champion, which even when things go wrong, Charles never puts down his freedom to react in alignment with his values. It's the only difference between being a victim and making a choice. So our listeners, I want you to do this. For the rest of the week, every time you say, I can't do something, stop yourself and say, you know what? I can do this, but I won't do this. Switching from can't to won't makes you in charge of your own destiny. Just like how Charles just said, hey, look, I, what did I do? How can I change? That's him take, so change your can'ts into won'ts, and then you've automatically taken control of your life. It's a quick little uh, tool there. Okay, hold oh, on. I think hold I just on. got another tool. Three oh, no, tools. No, no. Yeah, yeah, well, hold on. <laughs> we're not, we're, we're not going to jump off of that tool, because that was, that, that was interesting how you brought that. So okay. you, are, you, are you saying that, how am I going to put this? As entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. or as people that want to go for stuff, we, we hesitate ourselves by saying, oh, I can't do that, or I'm too scared to go into the business, or I don't think I'm going to make it. Do we, do we yeah. put the can'ts and the won'ts in front of ourselves, or is that something else? Okay, so you're, you're going so much deeper with this, and I love it. So let's, let's learn another lesson here quickly, and hopefully in tandem, it'll make more sense. Part of the reason why people are afraid of failure is because they believe that failure and success are in opposite directions. So when you're at a a networking event or you're talking with family or you're speaking about your business, you want to always sound like I'm moving towards success and you don't even want to talk about or mention failure because you feel like that's the wrong direction. But see, in my life, I failed so much and it's not that I've had more successes in my life despite the failures. There's certain failures that have actually paved my road to greatness. There's certain failures that have been instrumental. So when you have this binary version or vision of a road where I got to keep going west because success is west and failure is east, then you don't understand the nature of success. Because when you fail doing something that's in alignment with your highest values, it actually paves your road to success. And when you fail doing something that's not in alignment with your values, you can even still pick yourself up and recalibrate your actions with your values. The only true failure is not getting up after a fall. So rather than try to project uh, an image of success and that, which is typically going to make people want to project success with you, if you're willing to talk about your setbacks and how you've used them to push forward, people are going to trust you more. You're going to be more resilient and trust, resiliency, courage. You can only have courage if you're scared. You can only be brave if you're scared. But you learn those things when you learn to fail the wrong way. Sorry, the right way. So I always try to fail as big as I can in alignment with my values because I understand the the beautiful edifice I'm building that way. So that's number one. So I'll pause here and see if if that makes sense. It it does. I want to fail big for my values, yeah. 
Introducing Promo Caribbean, the Caribbean's number one mobile app. The only app you'll need to stay current on local and regional news, jobs, business listings, parties, attractions, travel, and much more. Whether you're in the Caribbean, Canada, the U.S., the U.K., or anywhere in the world, this revolutionary app allows you to connect, engage, and support your Caribbean community through your mobile device. Reach the whole Caribbean community from the palm of your hands. Download the Promo Caribbean app now for free at the App Store and Google Play. And then there's something that you said and i'm like oh that's so easy but we don't think about it mm. every time i do interviews like you know my guests come up with the simplest stuff if we really think about it it's amazing <laughs> you right. just you just said if we're not scared we can't be heroes yeah, we, can't you can't be, be. we can't be fear and you, you think about it that means you know when they say oh he's a hero because he jumped into the flames right. or he was scared to go do something so if we don't use our fears to jump ahead, yeah. we'll never conquer anything. There's nothing to conquer if we're not scared. There's no, How there's no- can you be brave if there's not something that you're afraid of? You don't exactly. need bravery if it's easy. Let's say I want to make myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I right. don't know when's the last time I had peanut butter or <laughs> jelly or, or bread. Right. But let's pretend that's what I want to do. I don't need bravery, Charles. I just need a knife and some craft peanut butter and some <laughs> Smucker's jelly. But now let's say I got to get up in front of a crowd for the first time and I have to talk about my ideas. It requires bravery only because it's a scary situation. So do you want to be brave? I do. So you got to keep putting yourself in scary situations because courage is not needed when you're making yourself a sandwich. You don't need courage for that. That's that's, that's why I love talking to you. My man brought it back. My man said said smuckers. It feels good to say it, doesn't it, right? Next time you're tempted to swear, just bring out that Smuckers. It's just as good. It's just as good. Oh, man. Jelly and Smuckers. Smuckers. <laughs> but it, yeah. it, it, oh, it's so true. And it, you know what? I think this is what you know makes certain people great. And I think this is why people can relate to you because it's a slow, it's a simple analogies that you're using (laughs) it's it's so no seriously at the end of the day right people make things to me and correct me if i'm wrong way too difficult yeah yeah. i think they see certain things and they just put it 10 times higher than it needs to be so if i'm going to be a speaker if i'm going to go do something great if i need to do a a a speech or if i'm going to present a a proposal to somebody Mm -hmm. i make that so dramatically tough before I even get to the door. Exactly. That I'm already in like a panic attack. You're right. You're why right. do we? Why do? Why do we do that? We do that because it's natural. It's it's completely natural. I, a lot of people they try and go through life alleviating negative emotions. Their job, their goal is to push emotions down and to to be bigger than their emotions. I don't do that. My emotions are a huge part of who I am. If I have a sad situation or a scary situation, I, I'm an artist at the same time. I wanna, I wanna appreciate and, and acknowledge that emotion. I, I wanna say that this is something that's big for me. It's a scary thing, there's a lot laying on it. That's an emotion that's a beautiful one to experience. But I don't make my decisions based on my emotions. I make my decisions based on my values. So the only reason that I should not get on stage is if I haven't prepared to give that audience the most value I can. 
If I'm saying that I learned, I have a new tool, and I know that I can help this audience have a new tool, I've prepared all week, I have my slides, I know my material, and I know the crowd can benefit from this, yes, I'm scared, y yes, I'm afraid of messing up, but my value, my highest value is to be a man who creates impact and legacy. So I go on stage because that's a part of my values, not because my emotions tell me not to. The emotions, Daniel Kahneman, he's a, a world famous neuroscientist, and he has a quote, he says, nothing in your life is as important as you think it is while you're thinking about it. And that's the way our, our evolutionary minds work. When we're focused on something, all of our energy, all of our physiology goes into that decision. And yes, we can be scared, even irrationally scared. But if we're making decisions inside of our highest values, and if we know that taking on the biggest challenges where we think we're gonna fail, but we're operating inside of our highest values, that's how you, be, that's how you get great. That's how you get great, is by taking on the biggest challenges that are scary in the actions, but in your values, they're 100%. So I'll say it a different way, because this is such an important point. You want to make decisions where you say, in my values, and when you think of values, think of the word ought to be. This is the way I think the world ought to be. This is what my heart beats for. I'm not just talking about feelings, but I believe in justice. I believe in entertaining. I believe in helping people in need. Those are my values. That needs to be on 100. But the action that I'm taking, it needs to be the scariest possible action. So I'm 100% comfortable in my values. I'm 100% uncomfortable in my actions. That's the road to greatness. That's how you get there. And overcoming fear is not being brave or being courageous. It's choosing to operate moment by moment in alignment with your values, despite what your feelings tell you. Feel the feelings, but don't let your actions be guided by anything other than your highest values. That's the key. I mean, Charles, you're, you're getting me into the stuff I care about the most here. This is how, <laughs> this is how I live, my friends. This is okay. it. Amazon is offering sign-on bonuses up to $1,000. Plus, get up to $20 an hour for select roles. The best part? We're hiring near you. So start now to take home something greater. New, higher wages with a sign-on bonus. A range of real benefits and career growth opportunities in a top-rated workplace. So earn more and see how great pay and sign-on bonuses can lead to a greater life for you. Go to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. <laughs> so let's let's give them an example. Now you, yes. uh, you you've done many talks. Um, I'm going I'm going to your LinkedIn profile, your okay. Twitter profile. All right. Now let's be real. Okay. Mm -hmm. Give us that one example where it just didn't go right. <laughs> oh my goodness! It was, it was like the other day. <laughs> and, you know, whenever I get off stage, I always say. Oh my gosh, I need to get better. Like my first thought every time I get off stage, this is like, oh, this was the absolute worst thing ever. You know what I mean? Because I mean, I grew up shy. I'm not a natural, uh, gifted speaker. I mean, I had to work at it, work at it, work at it. Work. First time I was on stage, I mumbled for like three minutes straight. Right. My hands were shaking. I'm not a natural speaker. I, I, I worked at it, right? Right. But I prepared Charles very recently for this huge epic keynote speech where I was led to believe that there would be a lot of business people in the audience and there would be you know over 100 people. So I had like Southern Baptist preacher, fire and brimstone prepared. <laughs> and it turned out to be a very intimate event with a lot of great people that were much younger than I thought. It was mostly females at the event. 
Okay. And it would have, like a group coaching kind of approach would have oh. been better suited. But I had an hour slot and I had brimstone prepared. Okay. And, and I'm not a coach. I'm not a, I'm not a coach. I'm not a trainer, anything like that. So I was thinking, man, like I did a great speech, but as you know, I mean, number one rule is know your audience, right? The right. Only th and, <laughs> and I was like, whatever the best place to be, I was somewhere left of that. I was, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't a great, it wasn't a great moment, but hey, afterwards I was able to follow up with the individuals and, and, and learn and it was a lot of learning from my team, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty horrible from my standpoint, <laughs> but I'm sure there was some value in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but then, and then, but you learned from it. Yeah, I learned a lot of things. Right. So, and and it's funny to me. Like, if you see, here's the thing: if you mm -hmm. can laugh about it afterwards, you have to. And then you can say, okay, this is where I went wrong, or this is how I even feel. But then, what did you learn from that day? Absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm not trying to be perfect, right? That's not my goal. Mm -hmm. Perfection is not a goal of mine. I'm trying to purpose my actions for greatness and legacy. So, I think it was horrible. I think I could have done a better job, but I right. gave it my all. Oh, Charles, okay. let's, let's not play around. Mm -hmm. I gave it my all. I, this is, I mean, literally, this is the way that I operate in my life. If this moment, the one that I'm in right now with Charles on the Jump podcast, such a blessing to be here. If this moment is the only thing that my entire legacy is based on, right. am I okay with that? Okay. Now, you see, like C.S. Lewis is going to tell you, Hey, uh, live every day like you were dying. Yes. You know, live every day like your actions, you're gonna have a eulogy based on that act. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, God bless C.S. Lewis. What an incredible writer and a man of faith. That's not what I'm saying. I went to the gym this morning. I did my cardio, I did my weights. If today was the last day I was gonna be alive, I wouldn't go to the gym. I wouldn't eat healthy, I wouldn't sleep. I'd go find all the people <laughs> I love. Don't live every day like it's your last. Live every moment like that moment is the only thing that your legacy is based on. So even though I feel like I could have done a better job, I know that I gave it my all and it did connect with the people there because everyone knows passion when they hear it. Everybody knows authenticity they hear it and everybody knows when someone is just phoning it in or not doing a great job or doesn't take their audience seriously and I will never do that because I respect them too much. So it might not have been the best thing I've ever done but I'm still very proud of what I did and I will get better. I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm trying to live a life of impact. Big difference, big difference. Hey, it's okay if you're driving or too busy to take notes. Charles has your parachute packed with all the info you need to jump into success. Check out the links section for all the tools you need to land safe. Now, let's keep falling with Charles and his special guest. I was thinking about it, and as I was writing my speech, I stood up and told everybody, mm -hmm. why did we change the way we thought our processing when we were growing up as kids? Huh. Like, for example, I told everybody, as kids, you know, our parents always told us to jump, okay. right? And this is the reason I, I named the podcast Jump. You know, jump into greatness. So jump, come on, daddy, we'll catch you. Jump, jump, jump. As we got older, they kind of stopped. We stopped telling our kids to jump and be careful do, you know, do what you got to do. Be careful. Why do we convert it that way? Why do we change? I don't know the answer to that. I, I don't. It's such an incredible point that you make. I know that the Apostle Paul said that when he was as a child, he spoke as a child and he acted as a child and he reasoned as a child. But when he became a man, he put away childish things. Okay. So I do know 
that children tend to have interests that are wide and shallow, right? So they're interested in everything, but then they get distracted and they see something else and they get interested in that. And I know, <laughs> as, an, I know as an adult, we tend to have interests that get a little bit more narrow, but they get deeper. The things we care about, we care about them more. And if you've ever been with a two-year-old or a three-year-old in a room, they see things and find things that you wouldn't even see as an adult because your mind just filters out that kind of stuff. But So there's some benefit. Growing up is not a bad process. I think the one thing you don't want to lose, Charles, is you don't want to lose your ability to be awed by something. You don't want to lose the wonderment that comes with being a child. If you get to this place in your life where everything is just boring and I've seen it before and I've done it before and you know, you're on your cell phone during a sunset, like oh, I've seen 100 sunsets before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've lost the beauty of being a child, is finding beauty and wonder in small things. That's a sad thing to lose. But as an adult, the one difference is you're responsible for your own life, right? If right. my nephew throws a baseball through the window when I'm looking after him, then I've got to pay for that window, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's not an independent economic unit, right? <laughs> so when you're an adult, you're responsible for your choices. And with that, it's, it's, it's sort of that knowledge and that pressure. So I don't want to be too hard on parents and, and adults and all that for growing out of that. Okay. But I think the most important thing is do we teach our children resiliency? Where mm. you might get an A, you might get a B, you might get a C. Right. How, how hard did you go before you gave up? And, okay. and did you put the, because life is not going to give you an A, a B, or a C. Right. But it will reward you if you can be resilient and if you can give your all to tasks. If you don't give up easily and you, you try hard and you're good to people and you respect those, are, those are better lessons. So I'm not a parent. Uh, I know that you're fantastic at these sorts of things, but. I, that's the best answer I have for you. Uh, no, and, and it's great because you know, like as as kids get older, mm -hmm. the it, we we live in a whole new generation of pressure. Yes, we have a whole new generation of social media and the pressure and the failures. And then what people do is, and this is why I love talking to you, and, and is why I want the podcast to let people know that mm. they're gonna see failures as something bad. Sure. And, you know, they get pressured on social media, they get laughed at, this and that. I want people like you, like, you know, you're a strong black man that's going out and teaching people stuff and show you, hey, failure is how I became who I am. Certainly. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. And that is the beauty of it. Because if you don't fail, you'll never grow. Absolutely. So, like, this is, you know, I, I'm, I'm sitting here as I'm speaking to you, taking notes. You know, I'm watching you. You've done amazing stuff. Like, talk about, like, for that. example, University of Toronto, Mississauga. Yeah. First of all, thank you so much, Charles. I mean, you're, uh, you remind me. I, when I speak with you, I get to go back through memory lane. Uh, I have such a great team around me. Uh, my team, they're such a blessing to me. And we're so focused on what's in front of us. I mean, we're so focused. Like right now, we just uh, cut an episode, the third episode of my original series, Creation. Okay. And we were talking about the uh, Alexander Michael Gittins custom collection by Thomas Henry made. And how did I get my own suit line? How did I get my own fashion line? And there's some really cool surprises. I can't wait for you to see that episode. But that's what I'm thinking about. And, and then you mentioned University of Toronto, Mississauga, and I'm thinking, what a what a blessing. I just have such a great relationship with the uh, Institute of Management there. I've delivered keynotes at uh, U of T. I have uh, judged their business case competitions, both for DECA and for the uh, Show Me the Green conference. I've been there as an industry partner. I've been interviewed 
there. I mean, I'm not even sure how I started my relationship with University of Toronto Mississauga, but I have such a great one and I'm so blessed to have it. There's a professor there, a professor small, this incredible black man there. He grew up in Iowa, studied classical piano, ended up getting his uh, PhD at Harvard. Just such a humble guy there. I mean, the kind of guys that I would have never met the neighborhoods I grew up in. So, I mean, U UTM has been such a blessing to me. So thanks for reminding me of, uh, of the great times I've had on that campus. Yeah. No, it's, it's phenomenal. So here, here's, a, here's a one thing though, okay? Okay. When we find out that we are doing great things, mm -hmm. right? And then something comes up that like the failure, okay. how do you deal with it? Because right now you're at a second level. I'm looking at you, I'm looking at, okay, you got the clothing line coming out, you know, you're doing the shows, you're doing everything. Yeah, okay. Is it, um, okay, to, is it, okay, is it okay to fail now? Yeah, Charles, it's, I gotta back up a little bit because again, you're just so generous with the way that you speak about what we're doing, but let me give you an example of that about the clothing line. When I started the collection, the decision that I made was quite simple. I grew up seeing black people in entertainment, in music, in sports, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I was a shy kid who had a lot of ideas. And what I never saw was a black man or woman representing their own ideas. I mean, they would represent the Bible or religion or the basketball team or the music industry. I never saw someone up there with their own ideas unapologetically. It always seemed, and to me, and this is my own, this is not a referendum on the black community, this is me growing up in the late 70s, early 80s there, and just not seeing what I thought was what I was looking for reflected in media. And, and maybe children today might have a Serena Williams or a Barack Obama, but again, I grew up in very poor neighborhoods, very white neighborhoods, I didn't see it. And I remember thinking to myself, why, why do my people, the people around me, why do they play second fiddle? Why do they look for validation in other people? Why don't they just find something that is theirs that they love and, and, and put it out at the highest levels? Why, why, why do they have that mental, why do I have that mental aspect that says, I'm always going to be the black this or the black that? Why don't I just be, and here's the thing, I don't want to not be black. Being, you know what I mean? Being black is fantastic. You should try it someday if you're listening and you're not black. You should get the home kit. You should go to the Suge Knight School of Blackness and, and just pick, oh up, pick, pick up a few. Pick up a few. <laughs> oh, being, black people are the best, man. We are so welcoming. We're all about community. We're not awkward. You know, we, we love people openly. We, you know, we, we, we don't judge people for being different. I mean, we're, we're good, man. Black is the best. But the point that I'm making, <laughs> I didn't want to stop being that either. I didn't want to transform into some corporate, you know. I didn't want to be some black dude that wears a three-piece suit to bed. I still wanted the hip-hop side. Right. I just wanted to make an impact being me. So when we started the suit line, I was trying to find a way to accomplish two goals. Number one is every time I'm on stage, I want to look my best. Because even if someone turns the sound off, Charles, I want them to see a black male up there representing his ideas, not saying, oh, look at this Versace suit, look at this Balmain, like, 
up there just representing their own ideas at the highest level. Okay. So that includes okay. mind, body, and spirit. But now we developed the line, and that's a story. I'll, I'll wait. Uh, hopefully, you can link, uh, uh, and uh, you can link our listeners to the episode of creation that I'm talking about, where I'll speak about my suit line. But Charles, it got to the place where we decided, how are we going to price this? How are we going to sell this? Are we going to make it limited edition? Are we going to bring it out in stores? You know what we decided? This might shock some of your listeners. You know what we decided? We decided that the line is not for sale. We decided that you cannot buy an Alexander Michael Gittins custom collection suit. You can't. We have invested time and money and effort and tailoring and stitching and all of that in the line and it's not for sale. Because I couldn't come up with a version of selling it that was in alignment with my values. I couldn't. Because okay, I believe <laughs> that you need to be, you're, you're not supposed to want to be me. You're not supposed to want to wear my name. You're supposed, so my partners will make you your own suit. Right. But you cannot buy a suit with my name in it because I live my values and I am wearing this suit to deliver my ideas at a high level so that okay. you will want to do the same in your life. It's aspirational, it's not commercial. The goal is not to make money. And even though I love making money, you know, hopefully I'll make a lot more. I've made some, I've lost some, I've made some back. But we couldn't find a way to sell them that was inside of my values. So they're not for sale. They're just okay. Now, yeah. now I'll be honest with you. That just floored me. Okay, because I'm like, I'm like, maybe maybe I need to edit this part out because he's like, did he say? Maybe he made a mistake or right, he said right, he's not right. for sale. Let me let me let me help my friend out. He said it's not for sale. Not, you cannot buy my suits. They're not for sale. Yeah. So you're just doing this as a brand for you. You're doing this to show everybody. Look how I look. Look how I feel. This is me. This is my brand. Can I say it a different way? Sure. The most important thing to me is number one, to be the most me. There is no version of greatness that acquiesces to the values, the talents, and the passions of someone else. I look at Charles Matthews Jr. and I say, there is a man who has a fan. I mean, Charles, people aren't gonna know off camera how you speak about your wife or your children. But let me tell you as someone who's spoken to this man when he's dealt with family sicknesses, when he, this is a real man who loves and takes care of his family, period. There's so much about CMJ that I respect and that I admire. But even though Charles is a man that I look up to in a lot of ways, I don't want to be Charles. And I don't feel like following the same path that Charles has is the right for me. Charles inspires me. He makes me want to be more of who I am. And I'm supposed to use the best of who I am to create the most value in legacy. So let's get the equation right. Best possible you times biggest positive impact. That's greatness. I'll say it again. You want to be the best possible you and use who you are to make the biggest impact in legacy. So when I'm on stage and I'm wearing this suit, okay. what I'm saying is, do I take what I am saying seriously enough to prepare mentally, spiritually, physically? Am I eating right? Am I living right? Am I, I'll never be good enough to deliver my, my ideas are better than me. I am an imperfect vessel, but I'm giving it my all every time. The, the audience can't see the way I'm dressed right now, but I look fly right now because I'll sit up a little straighter. I'll give a better interview and hopefully people can hear it in my voice that I'm not trying to be anyone else. I don't think I'm better than, I don't think I'm less than, but I will be the most me and I'll make the biggest impact. So how do I go from this suit has been custom made, the colors have been picked, the material's been picked for me to deliver these ideas and say, now you can buy that for free 99. 
you can, you can go and buy that. It didn't fit. Mm, I don't、okay. want you to wear my suit. I want you to find your version of greatness. You should be inspired to say, I've always wanted to create my own book series or my own whatever. And AMG is up there giving his all. He's doing it all. I want to do that too. But I don't, I don't want anyone to wear my name on their body. Right. That's、okay. not my goal. And、okay. I won't let money, I won't let the potential of making money change what my goal is. Money is a result, Charles. It's not the cause. Greatness、okay. is the cause, money is a result. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. So then here's the thing. Before, I, before, before we end this conversation, <laughs> right, before right, we end、right. this interview, you said something that, that was key to me that I just found out the other day that、mm. I didn't even think about it, but you said it. And the question I have for you, you said legacy. Ah. And to me, when I heard that the other day, I was like, oh my God, yeah, what is my legacy? Sure. What, what am I leaving behind? Well, how、sure. am I helping people? Am I, is, is one student, one person saying, Oh, I went to a CMJ event and it changed my life. Yep. What legacy, what do you want to leave behind? The one thing that you could say, this is my thing, what I want to leave behind, what is yours? Oh, that's a beautiful question. Beautiful question. I was at a workshop myself a little while ago, and one of the exercises was to write what you wanted on your tombstone. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And you know me, Charles. I'm going to get a whole mausoleum. You know what I mean? I'm not getting no little tombstone. They're going to build a pyramid for me, Charles. You know what I mean? Oh, man. I know when he、no. shared that question, I was like, did she give him some paper? Right,、okay. right, 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 right. I remember when I was、uh, taking a tour of a funeral home. My、uh, uncle in、uh, St. Kitts was a funeral home director. And、okay. I remember looking at the caskets, and there's one that looks like a little wooden box, and one that looks like it's like a jet that could go into space. And I was thinking, does anyone actually buy that little pine box? Like, what kind of sad individual was that? But the point that I'm making is, I no longer have a desire to say, this man was great. This man, you know what I wrote on my tombstone? What? Leave this place immediately. And in every action from this moment forward, Be the absolute best version of you and purpose every one of your actions for greatness and legacy. Leave here immediately. Don't、yeah. mourn for me. I gave it my all. I wrote it till the wheels fall off. I, I beat the brakes off of it. Don't mourn me. Go and let every action you do line. So, my legacy is realizing that not that you're good enough or you're powerful or any of those things, is no one gets to define who you are. No one gets to define how you operate. No one gets to limit your God given right of life, liberty, and your pursuit of greatness. No one gets to limit that. But your responsibility and your opportunity is in your moment by moment actions, moment by moment, in situations where people aren't watching, in big moments, in small moments, moments when you're with children, moments when you're adults, moments when you're on stage, when you're at work. Are you okay with those moments representing your legacy? Are you living your values in incremental ways? Trusting Charles, trusting that the cumulative effect of those actions will be the best legacy. Don't wait till the end. Don't wait till you've said, I've made all my money and now I want to give back. That's a fallacy. That's the belief that I'm going to do this to get that. That's how I ended up with criminal charges. That's how I ended up in seven figures debt. Because I figured once I get enough money, then people are going to respect me. Once I get enough degrees, then people will listen to what I have to say. But I don't operate that way anymore. I had it all wrong, Charles. Every moment that I'm in is a God given opportunity to live my greatness in the here and now. I never lose sight of that. 
So if I was to pass away, I don't want to die, Charles. I want to live a long and healthy life. But if I was to pass away today, I can say honestly to you and to our awesome audience that I am 100% okay with the legacy I've left behind. Everyone who's in my life who I love knows it. Every word that I've written, you can go to alexandermichaelgittins.com and read anything I've put out. I gave it my all. So yes, I will grow. Yes, I'll get better. I'm committed to it. But I didn't take one moment off. And I'm absolutely happy with this interview with my friend Charles. And thank you for, I'm okay with this interview representing everything I am in legacy. I'm good. All right, all right. Listen, I appreciate you, my friend. I appreciate this interview. And I hope the listeners are taking tremendous things. It's like every time I interview somebody, I learn something. And I've learned so much from, from you from this interview right now. But before we go, yes. uh, um, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out there. <laughs> Listeners, go to his Instagram and you got to go to, he, he put a post up on April 20th. Okay. 20th. Oh, now I got to pull up. <laughs> oh boy, Charles. Oh boy. Here we April, go. April 20th, 2017. Listeners, you have to look at this post that he put down and I'll, and I'll tell you if you don't if you see the p- picture you know we're we're smother the smickers mothers smuckers my friend smuckers smuckers came from you'll see the whole where you come from is not where you can end up okay? oh my goodness i just Listen. looked up the photo that you're talking about <laughs> oh my goodness yeah, you know what? Go look at that photo. There. Where, where is that? Wow, this where? is this is in Kitchener, Waterloo. Okay. My 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 dad went to the University of Waterloo, and we met some friends there. Okay. And it's just a ghetto picnic. That's what it is. <laughs> it's just a ghetto picnic. I love it. That's that's poor black folks turning up. That's what that is. And, and <laughs> listeners, I want you once you go on there, send you know, uh, go on to my fan page, my text, my Twitter, and if you can find. Find out which one he is. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Look at that swag. You can see that swag even back then. Come on. With that Rick Ross belly. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. So, listeners, this has been fantastic. Another great show. So, you listen. You, you've been listening to Jump Podcast. So, be safe, be good, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Charles. Thank you for listening. If you liked the show or have a comment, we would love to hear from you. Join our mailing list, and as always, check out our special deals links below. I hope this has inspired you to look at your life and jump. See you next week. Amazon is offering sign-on bonuses up to $1,000, plus get up to $20 an hour for select roles. The best part? We're hiring near you. So start now to take home something greater. New, higher wages with a sign-on bonus, a range of real benefits, and career growth opportunities in a top-rated workplace. So earn more and see how great pay and sign-on bonuses can lead to a greater life for you. Go to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Amazon is offering sign-on bonuses up to $1,000, plus get up to $20 an hour for select roles. The best part? We're hiring near you. So start now to take home something greater. New, higher wages with a sign-on bonus, a range of real benefits, and career growth opportunities in a top-rated workplace. So earn more 
and see how great pay and sign-on bonuses can lead to a greater life for you. Go to Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hey, hope you had a great time listening to the show. If you think I did a great job, please buy me a coffee. I still got a lot of work to do. We would love to hear from you, your feedback, so please click the link and leave us a review. You can help us grow by following us on all social media platforms and sharing this link. Once again, it's time for you to jump. Success is waiting.